Nicole, 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 guess what time it is? What time is it? It's time to cheers. Cheers, Evie. Cheers. Cheers to the queers. This is my glass of water and an allergy pill bottle. Cheers. Oh, no, are you experiencing allergies, my dear? I am experiencing allergies every day, all day for the rest of my life. Always have been, always will be. Thank you for the concern, though. All right. Well, that's that's good to know. Um, as a child, I was, um, for some reason, I remember being allergic to squash and horses. Um, I don't remember any allergic reaction. I don't even know why I, what would have led somebody to believe that I was allergic to squash or horses. But I will say that I have since been around a squash and a horse with no problem. So Interesting. So what do you think your allergies stem from? Like, just, like molds and pollens and shit like that uh i I had allergy testing done once when i was younger and i mean my mom and i still crack up about it because you know they basically do these pinpricks of like a thousand different allergens that you could possibly be allergic to and all of them are injected into not injected but you know pinpricked into you at the same time and so like I had both my arms like loaded with these pinpricks and I'm just like not supposed to to do anything for you know x amount of minutes and I'm just waving my hands in the air just like dancing around like a chicken because oh my god it itched so bad but my mom (laughs) kept me laughing the entire time so it was kind of a great experience in spite of the discomfort I have never had that kind of allergy test. Um, I know what you're talking about, and I, I feel like I would benefit from. It. I haven't had like really problematic allergies. Mine are more just like, um, like kind of you know, my eyes leak, like leak, <laughs> run a lot, or I don't know, water. What I don't know what eyes do. They do that, and then sometimes they're really dry, and my nose is itchy. Um, I do have an allergy to artichokes, like a, a mouth one, uh, but I still eat them and so far it's been okay like I haven't yeah, I think that's actually a really common one I think yeah. that most people are actually mildly allergic to artichokes and it really just kind of results in like a mild itching like the top of your mouth or uh in the back of your throat yeah but, yeah I get a little I get a little yeah. bit of swelling some itching and everything tastes sweet afterwards but um I haven't died, but I don't know. Yeah, so, I think yeah. that's actually, yeah, I think that's actually a very common one. I think it has more to do with um, the food itself rather than like just an alert. having yeah. an allergy, you know what I mean? I think it's a, a across the board kind of a thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I haven't really worried too much about it. But otherwise, but it's more just because like. Because I'm not a scientist, you shouldn't actually listen to me on those facts. Um, uh, actually the funny thing is the fact that the way the re that because of the fact that you just said that I literally will never stop eating artichokes because I'll be like, I'm not allergic to them. It's just a, a food thing. So uh, that is how I handle health and it's a terrible <laughs> idea, but that's, I, I'm not even exaggerating. That's exactly what I do. I totally get it. I mean, it's really easy as a human to just really take in the information that you want to hear and take that as as truth or fact versus you know like like following up to find out well is that actually true 
Oh, yeah. You know no, I mean? no, no. I'm not just talking about like fake news type stuff or memes. I'm talking about just in general. It's sort of like you, you pick up a fact somewhere and you're like, oh, that rings true for me. So I'm just going to go ahead and apply it because it must be true. I can't explain to you how much that that is actually how I live my life. Like, I will see something in there. There are some things that have stuck with me forever that I'm pretty sure aren't even true. But because I read it or saw it, like, it's just truth. And I I feel like at this point I've made it this far thinking that way. So um, that's, yeah, that is how I live my life. I, you know, I have to admit, I definitely have... Like recently too, I can't even remember what the like tidbit was, just some random trivial fact, you know? And I was just like, no, because blah, 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 blah. And the article or whatever uh, it was that I was reading was, you know, refuting, you know, this as my long long held belief as myth. And I just was like, but I'm having such a hard time believing that. Uh, You know, I mean, yeah that's that's kind of how I am with like everything though I just I don't know it's weird I I guess that explains why QAnon has taken such hold of well here's the deal okay so yes I mean I get what you're saying there but I feel like there has to be a slight interest behind what it is that you're just blindly agreeing with like it has to work in your favor for me it does anyway like I mean when I think of it I think mostly into like health things and like oh well like like seriously what you just said about artichokes that that kind of went into that category where I'm like well I'm fine now I'm fine forever and like what if I hear or read something that like is something that I might have had or might be experiencing and the other person was like still alive or they're still like it, it, like it was whatever I don't even think about it again like if it agrees with me if it if it works in my best interest I'm just sticking to it and I mean QAnon is a little different because it's kind of fucked up I guess that would kind of say a lot if that's the way that their minds operate like what is their best you know what is it that they're interested in I mean maybe maybe because they're trying to look for some like you know, place to hang their conspiracy hat or whatever. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, there's puzzle solving. There's mystery. There's, you know, high level, like, conspiracies that, you know, are fantastical. And, like, it really does engage the imagination and the mind in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I guess it depends on I want I don't want to say interest because I feel like everybody's interested in, in like, you know, uh ending chi- like child endangerment, but also it depends on like I feel like there's it's a really easy way to get to like things like Q and stuff like that if you're interested in conspiracy theories. Now, if you're interested in conspiracy theories, that's fine. I I love conspiracy theories. Now, I don't subscribe to them because most of them are complete you know, bullshit. I mean, there are a few that have, like, like, mapped out, but I think it's so fun to, like, go on, like, Reddit and just, like, read conspiracy theories and stuff. But, you know, again, you have to step back and really... I mean, it takes a lot to really, really commit and to be like, oh, false false flag, people. And You know, one of, one of the examples I have with that, um, like, I... Again, I love conspiracy theories. Uh, they're fun. I watch YouTube videos and stuff on them. My nephew and I, it's kind of like our thing. Like, we watch, like, scary conspiracy stuff. But I will say one of the most fucked up things that's ever happened is, um, you know, uh, back in... W- I lived in Boston for a long time. And back in um, 
2013 was the Boston Marathon bombing. Okay. Yeah. And I was there. I mean, I go to Marathon Monday every year. It's like my favorite thing. It's my favorite day of the year. It's it's a it's a uh, a holiday in the state. Everything's closed down. You know, the whole city closes down for the marathon. Everybody watches. There's a Sox game in the morning. You just, it's such a great city, city day to just kind of like go to restaurants and bars and drinks and stuff like that. Well, so my best friends and I went every single year. So we were there and like, you know, we'd already, I mean, believe it or not, already been drinking because we did brunch and stuff like that. So it's a little like chaotic and stuff. Um, it was a really fucking like traumatizing day for a lot of reasons. The worst thing is though, is that um, uh, initially the three victims um, that died from the bombing. I knew one of them. I knew one of them, uh, fair, I, not, I want to say fairly well, but not well, well, like I, uh, she was my boss at a restaurant and now you've right. worked in restaurants, you know how social they can be. Right. You know, we were friends on Facebook. We were friends. Like I worked at this, um, the restaurant had this little, um, like little, sh- uh, stand in one of the islands in the Boston Harbor. I worked on the stand with her. So we knew each other, you know, decently pretty well. And, she was killed the day of the, you know, she was killed in the bombing. Her name is Crystal Campbell. Um, the weirdest fucking thing ever was uh, maybe, I don't know how, how long after, but I was looking up conspiracy theories and looking stuff like that up. And I found all of these videos that were saying like Boston was false flag operation and yada, yada. And literally saying like Crystal didn't exist. Like she was an actress hired from this. There's no record of her. There's no this. And like, like I, I met her mom, like I knew her, you know, like it was so wild to me. And I mean, I, again, we weren't super close, so I, I don't want to come off. Like it wasn't like, you know, I, right. I mean, it'd be one thing. It was like, a, like your bestie, but it was no, 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 but it was still so weird to me to watch like hundreds of people commenting on how they had like seen her in other false flag operation videos. And then I was thinking of the people that like, really lost somebody you know and like the newton like newtown like connecticut shooting with all those kids and people talking about how they didn't die and they were actors and and like that's where i saw like how destructive yeah this whole kind of like subculture can be and you know it's not just like who shot jfk you know what i mean even though he has family i'm sure it is kind of fucked up to read about that well, but, we all thought it was Ted Cruz's father, so moving on. Listen, um, to be honest, uh, I have, I am okay with every single conspiracy theory that involves Ted Cruz. But but I guess what I'm getting at is, like, it just showed how, first of all, how wrong they were. Like, so off-base. Like, Crystal worked for the Boston restaurant scene forever. I mean, she was a pretty big person in that community. You know, um, it, she was beloved in that way. And... But it was just so fucking wild to see people like claiming like they know she doesn't exist. And uh, it's so destructive. And it's such incel energy that comes from a lot of those conspiracies that talk about like false flags and the QAnon and stuff like that. And yeah, but it's the energy for sure. But it sucks in lots of other people and like really like perverts people's minds and it's yeah I mean it's just it's a really dangerous phenomenon and you know what like listen I think that like everybody should find out as much as they possibly can about QAnon because 
It really is like I, we've talked about it before. It's really the satanic panic of our generation. Yep. And like the there's podcasts coming out about the Q phenomenon and there is a lot of amazing reporting happening about the Q phenomenon. And like there's a really great episode of Ono Ross and Carrie, one of my favorite podcasts from January 18th, I believe, about the Q phenomenon. And like, I mean, all of that stuff is super fucking important and relevant. And like, it's important, I think, for people to know about because like a lot, I mean, a lot of these people are are like seriously going through an existential crisis because some of the Q theories have not panned out and they're starting Mm -hmm. to question the Q phenomenon, you know? And like, those people need serious help. You know what I'm saying? Like they need help to be brought back to reality. Sort of like somebody being deprogrammed from a cult does, you know? So like, I think that like people should definitely check all of that stuff out. Yes. Um, Can I just point out that I am fucking amazed that we, we went from my allergies to QAnon. Do you see how quickly a conspiracy theory can start? I don't know (laughs) how that conversation happened. I mean, we're going to go with it and we're going to keep this in. It's really interesting. But the fact that we started talking about my allergies and stopped here. I mean, I guess, yeah, like all all roads are paved with good intention. All roads are paved with arrows pointing in all directions. <laughs> oh my god. So my my allergies have officially caused QAnon is what we're getting at. I think that's actually true. We found the root of QAnon and it is you. Hashtag Nicole is perfect. Hashtag uh, the root of Q is in Nicole's nose where her allergies reside. So okay. What the fuck? That was the craziest conversation. I love it. Um Yeah, me too. How are you? How was your week? My week was amazing, actually. I had a really, really good week. Lots of good stuff happening. Um, And, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what we're going to talk about today after the inauguration, a new administration. I mean, I just, the energy is different. You can feel air. Like, um, I talked to my friend Emma today. She's a school teacher. And just, we were talking about, like, how how different things are. And just, like, everything. And... (laughs) She was like, she told me, she's like, for the first time, you know, well, we, I was talking about it rather about like listening to Hamilton and how different it is to like listen to things that have any kind of like patriotism under like a different administration where you can actually like without like, like enjoy it without wincing and thinking about like fucking America right now where it's actually yeah. good and good things are happening. And like, so yeah, this whole week has been kind of, um, I, you know, I, I feel like that's obviously been, um, kind of the uh the underthought you know and which has made everything else like um I don't know just shine a little brighter you know yeah how about you I hear that. um <clears throat> you know I had a week I can't say that it was good I can't say that it was bad I just yeah I had a week you know I had good days I had bad days and that's where we landed today all right. Well, how about we? We landed in the, you know, Masamenos. You know, I'm so, I'm so so. I'm I'm fine. All right. Well, this week will be better. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen. I'm not complaining. I'm just not rejoicing. Understandable. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. You can't rejoice every week. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I listen. I have a plenty of like 
humdrum plain ass weeks. This week was fucking fantastic, but yeah, who knows and what I'm next so week? I'm so glad to hear that you yeah. you needed you needed a fantastic week. I did. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I have to share with you. Uh, and I know that we're going to do a, an episode about this, but I do have to share with you the fun that Amos and I did have the other night. Uh, we watched a lesbian movie on Netflix and oh my God, it was so bad. It was so embarrassingly bad. You know, it's like yep. one of those movies that like we both sort of expected to be sort of like a rom-com, you know, like a lesbian rom-com. And they tried way too hard to make it into like softcore lesbian porn and not in a good way, like in a really, really ridiculous way with like lines like, let me take off your socks and you're as sexy as butter. Oh my God. Thanks. I mean, it was, we were laughing so hard though that we've now decided that at least once a month we're gonna just pop some popcorn and have awful lesbian movie night. And maybe once in a while I'll actually be surprised and have good lesbian movie night, but most likely awful lesbian movie night. And that way we can still continue to support our community, but also have fun while we're doing it. We're doing it like Mystery Science Theater 3000 style where we're just like commentary the entire time. I, listen, listen. I mean, I want to support our community too, but our community needs to step the fuck up. I have I have watched a lot of them. I've watched a lot of like lesbian movies. Um, Amazon Prime has this like insane collection and some of them are so bad. And like, I mean... They're not even that old, but I swear to God, half of them look like they were filmed on a fucking potato, and the other half are, like, it's so goofy. I just, I don't understand, like, where this, I mean, well, to be fair, I feel like a lot of them, like, a lot of them are Canadian in Canada. I love you. I love you. But your dialogue (laughs) is out of fucking pocket with some of, like, it is so silly and goofy and embarrassing and uncomfortable and the least sexy thing on the face of the planet like like seriously can i take off your socks yeah and i mean i mean that's just not sexy dialogue it's It's just yeah uh i know we are gonna do an episode about bad lesbian movies we're gonna do that pretty pretty soon because um we've been talking about it a lot but um i did watch one that was a musical and, oh. and so it had like so it was it had um so there used to be this Canadian lesbian show called South of Nowhere which was actually pretty good. I mean it's a teenage show so obviously you know it's and it's a little dated but I I don't know I really it, it's a good show. Yeah. But it had like the like the two main characters from that and a couple other like I guess some people in a band that I'm just I I'm not familiar with and then Tasha from the Elworm. It, oh, I loved Tasha. You need to fucking watch this movie. It's I think it's called like Girl Trash. Um, it's Oh my god, Girl Trash? Yes, and it's a musical and it is so fucking goofy and embarrassing and I've watched it no less than a hundred times. Um uh, yeah. friend of Amos's is, is that was actually involved with the production of Oh that. fuck, I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> This community is so fucking small. It's so small. 
Um, I do want to apologize officially to that person. I don't oh, think she doesn't listen. It's fine. Okay, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just you just gotta watch it. Yeah. No, I totally hear you. Listen, did you ever see the movie? God, it's fifteen, maybe twenty years ago now. It was called Debs. Yeah, actually, I think that was a great movie. I think it's that- really. I think it's one of the best lesbian movies ever, and ever. it's because. It's- it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like it knows it's gonna be like its production level and all of the things. Like they already know that going in. So they're like, let's camp it up. Let's be it's as so, yeah. as possible. Yeah, it's got like but I'm a cheerleader vibes, which kind of is like cult classic. I think Debs is great. I oh, mean it's, it's the best. I think it's quirky and like charming and I I don't know, I really like it. Um but did you ever see Bar Girls? <laughs> fucking movie. I think so. I'll send you the link after. Oh my god. Well, anyway, we shouldn't talk anymore about it because we do have a whole episode dedicated to bad lesbian movies. Bad lesbian cinema. We love you. We love to hate you. Yes. Agreed. And so let's get to it tonight. Let's get to it. Hey. President Trump. If you see this, please save us. <laughs> I don't even see our American flag anymore. Biden's talking with some kind of crazy flag. <laughs> this is America. This is an our land. <laughs> you know what, Nicole? I think we should sip on conservative tears all night long. Absolutely. And Echo wants to as well. I think um, you- yeah. You know what? Cheers. Cheers to the yeah. of tears. Oh, my apologies for Echo. Oh my God, Echo. Well, this is what happens when you record at home. Sometimes you get a little dog barking in the background, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, we're being safe. He's, that's all that matters. He's playing with his brother Syzygy right now, and uh, Syzygy doesn't know quite what to do with all of that. Yeah, I can't imagine that Syzygy's favorite thing. Um. Actually, he loves playing with him. It's pretty funny. Really? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's Echo's play bark. So, he definitely wants to play with the GOP and their tears. Oh, my God. So, uh, what what you heard right then was an actual Trump supporter. Um, I guess just, yeah. So, like we, we were talking about earlier um, in our other conversation about QNAM, uh, they really, really, really thought that Trump was going to, well, from what I understand, what they thought was going to happen during the inauguration is like the military and everybody was going to join in, arrest everybody. Trump was going to, you know, I guess I don't I don't understand what they thought would put him in power. But Trump was going to apparently just be like reinstated as president and everybody else. The way I picture it is almost like he rises like on a like a platform from underneath the ground, you know, to like, but in like a gigantic form, almost like, you know, the devil coming out of the fucking bottom of the earth. Of course, I don't believe in, but you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of like image. That's what I'm picturing. This gigantic Neanderthal Trump rising from the depths of the earth to just sort of say, I am here to take care of you, America. Um, so yeah, you, well, I, you pictured the devil. I definitely pictured Britney Spears, like coming up, like with the snake, but like, yeah, I mean, I don't know what, I mean, and the funny thing is, is that 
they really, really thought that that was going to happen. It wasn't even like a, like kind of a running joke. Like it was literally like they were so disoriented when it didn't happen. Everybody was like, well, Trump, you know, he, he bailed on us. Well, now actually, I I guess they changed it to March 4th. Now Trump's going to take over again. Did you hear that? No, I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, that's um, that's the new date. Uh, I have jumped you know, on. It's, it really reminds me of like religious leaders who predict the end of the world. You know, it's like the end of the world is coming. The apocalypse is coming on October 23rd. It's coming. And then it doesn't happen. Oh, oh, you know what? My bad. We got the date wrong. It's actually November 12th. I mean, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it immediately makes me think of Parks and Rec <laughs> with that one group that just keeps thinking the end of the world's coming and they're like so chill about it. But they, I mean. Listen, when, when you have to keep moving the goalpost, there's a problem with your theory it, or yeah, your hypothesis, really, because that's all it is. It's the or, hypothesis. Or your striker. It's not happening. Nobody's scoring if you have to keep moving the goalpost. <laughs> Um, so I don't, I will say I don't, I, I, I know conservative people like family and stuff like that. I have not heard anybody actually, you know, with like be vocal about this theory. I haven't really seen it like on my timeline or anything, but I have seen a couple, um, TikToks about it. And I've also like gone on a couple different like, um, threads to just see like the reaction and stuff like that, which is hysterical. But, um, it's legit. Like people really think thought that that was going to happen and when it didn't they were all like I mean half of them were like I mean a couple of them were like okay it didn't happen move on and then most of them were like you know Trump Trump like betrayed us blah 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 and then some are like yeah March 1st or March 4th is the day that he's coming it, it, what a fucking it, insanity so ludicrous I mean, but it also goes back to kind of what we were talking about in the intro right which is that you know I mean if something rings true to you, it's really hard to convince you that that is not a truism, right? Yeah. Even when, like, there's there's evidence staring you right in the face, you're still like, well, you know, from my own personal experience, this is true. So in spite of what all other evidence is saying, I'm going to continue to believe myself. You know what I mean? Like, that's why... I- I feel like, I mean, it's really easy and fun to kind of laugh at QAnon for me, especially because, I mean, they're fucking nuts. This shit is nuts that these people believe. But at the same time, like, it, like, for some of these people, like, it is genuinely, like, they really have bought into this and they need serious fucking help, you know, to, like, kind of like deprogram from that. And like, so like when I was watching Biden's inauguration speech, you know, I mean, like I was watching it and I mean, I was, I mean, much like you, um, you know, I mean, I was moved in all the ways, you know, I was, I was so happy. I, I literally felt like I could breathe again and that I was laughing in a more full body way in a way that I hadn't laughed in the past four years and yep and I know that's not true like I have laughed you know very deeply and I've had amazing times in these last four years in spite of the traumas and the troubles and the tribulations but everything just 
felt lighter. And then listening to his speech, you know, about talking about unity and the things that he was talking about, I was just like, I don't understand how anybody could turn his words around and be like, this is problematic. And lo and behold, conservatives immediately managed to turn it into a bad thing. Yep. Like, this call for unity is disingenuous because they're trying to impeach Trump. No, impeaching Trump is not what caused this division. Okay, let's be clear about that, first of all. But second of all, like, trying to, like, hold somebody accountable for their shitty fucking actions is not divisive. Well, I mean, no, Republicans love to fucking grab onto that. Like, every, I mean, literally, like, oh, well, if you want a peace, you wouldn't punish us. (laughs) Well, don't, it doesn't fucking work that way. Like, it's so, it's. It's almost like if when I was a kid, you know, like I did something like, let's say I, you know, snuck out in the middle of the night and I came home and I was punished and, and well, I was threatened with a punishment. And I said, well, if you punish me for this, that's just going to make me not love you anymore. Like. Well, I mean, as a it's, child, it's like an emotional it's, manipulation to yeah. try to get you to act the way I want you to act and not give me any consequence for my bad behavior. Yeah. And as a it's child, I mean, that's it's understandable. But as an adult, like. Well, I, and they're like lead the Republican leaders. It's not even people that it's not even just their supporters. It's actually people in office that are basically saying like well and you know what bugs me the most is when people say well now is the time for unity let's not focus on if you impeach trump it's just going to do that well no we're impeaching trump because he did this it's not about impeaching trump will do this right you know the impeachment is a result it's not the action that causes a result like it, it it's i just i don't i fucking yeah, it's, well it's it's a bad faith argument and and that's the thing with i think the GOP in general, like, oh my God, today's Maya Culpa, the Michael Cohen podcast, which I listened to religiously, was really good. Um, they, and he had on the the guys from the Midas Touch. Are you familiar with the Midas Touch group? Uh, well, it actually, it just reminds me of a Taylor Swift song, um, Champagne Problems. But um, <laughs> I love the differences big... between you and me. No, that's. I you really know. do. It sounds it's, like a bird. <laughs> it endears me. So the Midas Touch, basically, I mean, the so they, they had him on Mea Culpa today, and he they were talking about, like, just this exact thing, like, this, this, this argument that the Republicans, like, they keep changing everything about what they're arguing for, right? I mean, like, on, some people are arguing that you can't, we can't impeach Donald Trump because he's no longer in office. Some people are just trying to say that, you know, uh, this is not unifying the country. This does not help to unify the country, all these things. And it's like, but, but none of you are getting to the point of the matter, right? Which is that Donald Trump is fucking evil and he needs to be fucking held accountable for the shit that he did. And so do those GOP fucking senators and House representatives that fucking helped aid and abet him in all of this. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And like this idea that like we just need to move on. It's all bad faith. Like there's nothing about any of that that is genuine 
or real. It's just them trying to avoid culpability. I feel like that's the the GOP's like MO though. I mean, also, well, I mean, I, okay. A couple things. Number one, I feel like there were a lot of Republicans that did want to get away from Donald Trump, but like they literally had the opportunity to, you know, a couple of them stood up, but most of them. So maybe they didn't want to get away from him. Maybe that, you know, that that's when like it's going to when history like. When when we view this like through a, a historical lens, it's really going to show the character of the people involved because it's not just okay yeah the trump's administration was pure fucking chaos and evil but there were so many people that supported him and not only just when they maybe sort of felt they had to but even when they had opportunity not to you know exactly yes so it just goes to show that a lot of people like a lot of these people who claim to be um not fucking crazy and i I don't know if they're even using the term moderate or whatever no, they they do support that administration and they're still holding on to it. Like it's done. He's gone now. Really, that would be the time to like show your true colors if you're like, ah, I was just nervous, you know. But no, those same well, people are know, still holding on to it. You know how he's you, I'm sorry. You know how he's holding them hostage right now, right? At least senators. How? So he's threatening to form a new political party with his MAGA clan. And we will call them a clan because really they are the clan. Um, the maggots. That's what yeah, I call them. maggots. He's trying to form a new. He's threatening to form a new political party where he will like work with all the fucking money that they grifted off of those fucking dumbass motherfucking poor people who still fucking like sent money in for his political action committee. You know to to help. Uh, uh, object to the election or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, all that money is going to go toward, this is what he's saying, uh, helping to primary the people that oppose to him in oh, the Senate. Jesus. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, he's still trying to wield power over the Republican Party. I mean, it's a fucking disaster. And that was the best thing about the Michael Cohen uh, interview with the the brothers who did the Midas touches. They were talking about the fact that, like, The Republican Party is not a conservative party in any sense of the word. Like, like in terms of spending and deficit, they're not. They spend more and the deficits are always higher under Republican leadership. So they're not conservative in terms of finances, which is what they generally claim to be all about. But at this point, like, they have no party platform because they adopted no party platform because they decided they were the party of Donald fucking Trump. Mm Mm-hmm. So now they're left with the remnants of all of that. You know, it's just a, it's a fucking it's it's a crazy nightmare that not only Republicans are going to have to fucking deal with, but the rest of us, too, because they allowed it to go that far. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, all that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Drop my mic. Crash. You dropped um, the mic, girl. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But this inauguration, I mean, it it, it represented so much good, too, you know? I mean, we could do this. You're amazing. You are amazing at, like, knowing all these nuances, especially when they're, like, the bad that could happen. <laughs> you're, really, that's, you're really good at that. Um, 
there was some there some good things have happened too with this. Big things, big things, good changes. I mean, just as we were doing this, the articles of impeachment were uh, sent to the Senate. Like, Woo! yeah. So, um, fuck. Let's talk about some of the good things. Oh, there's so much good. There's so much good that Biden has already done. Like, but let's start with the inauguration because it was pretty fucking phenomenal. It was, yeah. And um, where we actually need to start, which is antithetical to everything that I've always been taught as a feminist. But listen, we're going to start off with Michelle's fucking outfit because, oh, my God, that outfit was phenomenal. She looked like a motherfucking superhero walking up into that fucking place like she owned that shit. Barack was the perfect accessory. I mean, it was beautiful. Um, I mean, they are two of the most beautiful human beings on the face of the planet. And uh, yeah. yeah. Her outfit was insane. And again, sorry to focus on this, but they deserve a little a little attention. And oh, my God. All I mean, uh, Dr. Biden's outfit. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Her outfit was stunning. I mean, all the ladies rocked it out like for real. There were like Kamala's outfit. I mean, they all fucking looked amazing. All the fucking kids, their coats, everything was super on point, but good goddamn, Michelle walking in there like seriously. I, I mean, she's she's so. <laughs> I, I I mean, politics aside, just as like if you're talking about like um iconic. Yeah, and enigmatic, and like somebody who would just immediately um you know like immediately all the attention would be put on her for any reason. To be honest, like that's. I, I mean, that's Michelle Obama for sure. And, you know, she's always beautiful. Always, 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 always looks amazing. But when, like, when her presence, when I, maybe she wants her, really, really wants her presence, you know, and like, for some reason, like, the, the, you know, obviously, we we all read a little bit about why they chose purple and the whole unity thing and stuff. And that's awesome. But, like, I don't even know that she had to go that hard. I, I've, I haven't seen anything like it. Like, it. it it, you know what? The way she walked in, though, was like she used to be the president. And Barack was way more of an accessory. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, she walked in like she owned that shit. And I feel like some of that had to be attributed to the fact that, like, Kamala was being sworn in as the first female black Southeast Asian vice president. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like some of that energy was like there absolutely you know, that, that black sure. girl magic you know that kind of vibe of like a woman lifting another woman up yeah absolutely I feel like that was the whole kind of that was the energy at the inauguration that was the amazing part about it was like it was such no matter what I mean the you know the women-centered energy was off the charts there like the performers that he had, everything, uh, just the whole inauguration was super cool. And it was funny and goofy. And like, of course, there were amazing memes that came out of it. And it was, I don't know, it was really enjoyable. Um, Amanda Gorman. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what else can you do but gasp? I, I mean, she, that like, that was the, that poem was so beautiful and so poignant and like, I don't know that I've ever really 
heard anything else like that in in in, in, in inauguration or anything like i mean it really i don't, it didn't um you know i it didn't like i'm not saying like it um overshadowed anything but like it was such it was so perfect for this year for this moment for all the like for how fucking tragic everything has been and bad and terrible. And it's kind of like a running joke about how bad 2020 was. And, you know, everything. Like, the the people that were chosen for the inauguration and the voices that came together. I mean, hers was so... It just, it was just, it was intense. And it was so good. And, yeah, God, that poem was beautiful. And, and did you know that, like, she wore, like, a caged bird ring that... Oprah had given her yes I did read that but like symbolic of the you know Maya Angelou uh you know poem why the cage word sings and you know it's I've read a lot about how people are really disappointed the fact that you know like fucking COVID and everything like this was the inauguration to celebrate this was the one to be there and to have like you know, your children there and for young girls. I mean, at least, obviously, we were all able to see it on TV. But, like, it, it, I am I'm kind of sad that, like, this was that, you know, you couldn't be there. Because I'm sure, oh, my God, I can't imagine the energy actually there. Um, for sure. Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. That oh, fuck fucking it. golden, like, dove with the olive branch in its mouth. Gorgeous. I mean, I recognized the symbolism behind it immediately, and it was so fucking amazing. So immediately, what did you what what did you gauge from it? Like, what did you what made you think? Like, what did you think about it? Oh, that was a suffragette symbol. Okay, so immediately I thought that it was um, the Hunger Games. <laughs> it was, I'm not joking. I swear <laughs> to God, I thought it was a Mockingjay, and it was like Katniss. Because she wears the Mockingjay and, like, which also, I mean, when you, you know, read about the Hunger Games and stuff, like, it made sense, too. Obviously, I, I understood quite early on what it actually was, but I 100% immediate was, like, she's wearing the fucking Mockingjay. Oh, my God. Um, that's hilarious. I love you so much for that. I, well, again, like, the, the Midas touch in Taylor Swift, we have highlighted the difference between us, which I adore. Um, agree. Well, yes, me too. Can we talk about Mike Pence? Okay, first of all, let's rewind a little bit. So Mike Pence uh, saved his ass and maybe his legacy the last like week of the election. I think he's fucking terrible and awful, and I he is a disgrace and gross. And I love that they booed him at Hamilton. I hate him. Um, him just even slightly not going with like this complete insurrection. Like all of a sudden, people are like, "Oh, Mike Pence," you know. It's kind of the George Bush effect, which is we'll get to in a minute. But um, the fact that he had to, like, stand right there and he was so close to Lady Gaga performing. And, you know, Lady Gaga stands for a lot of things. And uh, truth be told, queerness is one of them, regardless of I, I think she identifies yeah. as queer, to be honest. But she does. She she identifies as bi, as far as I understand. I mean, we all know Lady Gaga, like that is a gay icon. And the fact that she was right fucking there singing the national anthem, wearing what I thought was the Mockingjay, but what you're, you know, it makes more sense with what you said. Like, literally a foot and a half away from Mike Pence was so, I mean, maybe one of my favorite moments in American politics of all time. Okay, mine was her clear nervousness around 
like Michelle and Barack and these people that she clearly admired, which I thought was so lovely and endearing. Because, I mean, Lady Gaga is this, like, monster, pun totally intended. Okay, I was like, a monster. I mean, she's a monster celebrity. I mean, she's, like, fucking, like, there's no way you don't know who the fuck Lady Gaga is unless you're, like, from Siberia, right? Yeah. I mean, but her nerves and her humility around these people that she clearly admired, I thought was just so darling and... Well, she seems to kind of have that. Like, um, I actually dated somebody who was, I don't want to say a... A, a fan because that's not the right word we went to see lady gaga um like five times in two years i've seen lady gaga at uh we went to um her last the, her show at this like place that was closing down in new york city that she used to love when she was young or whatever and we did our sound check i have seen lady gaga way more times than i ever thought that i would and I, so i also have seen every video of lady Gaga and all this stuff and i've learned a lot about her um She's fantastic. Like, even, like, there's video of her, like, meeting the Queen of England, and you can see her humility and nerves there. And it's really endearing, considering the fact that she's probably, I mean, arguably one of the biggest pop stars on the whole planet. Right. Uh, And, like, yeah, the Obamas, she's amazing. But if you noticed, she doesn't even fucking look at Mike Pence. Like, when she gets down from the stage, and I love her for that. Like, she actively looks away from him. And I love that. I love it. I love that people like, like the Hamilton cast. Like, I love that people call this dude out on his shit. Like, oh, I loved that Lin Manuel Marianda. What is it? Miranda. Yeah. Oh my God, Marianda. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I love that he was in uh, the inauguration, like the concert later. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he's like wildly talented, but, um, but yeah, so I, you know, because Mike Pence is one of those guys, like, I feel like most, most of these people would be pretty comfortable, like just completely fucking, um, ignoring or like not acknowledging or booing even Donald Trump. Like he's and he, I think he, I don't even think he would attempt to go to Hamilton or do any of that shit, you know, but I like the fact that men, Mike Pence tries to like play the politician when you know, he's, I mean, he's almost just as bad. He's so bad. His policies, like, he's so oh, bad. He and is, I love, he yeah. is what we were talking about earlier. He is the snake oil salesman yes. versus the true, be- no, wait, he's the true believer. I was going to say, he's the, yeah, but he, yeah, because Trump would be the salesman, but like he's, he, he kind of tries to walk that line and try to do things like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say like normal people, but you know, I mean, for the most part, if a Republican went to see Hamilton or whatever, they're not going to get fucking booed, you know, or if they like, like, I, I can't imagine Lady Gaga would be like, I mean, unless it was like Ted Cruz or something, but like, whatever. But I love the fact that they actually actively like, um, snubbed him because he deserves it. He, you know, listen, it. I, you know, I'm not going to give Mike Pence any credit. Did I love that he snubbed? Trump's going away party at fucking Andrews Air Force Base? Absolutely. Did I love that he went to the inauguration? Did I love that he finally, after two months, reached out to Kamala and Doug to do the little, you know, ceremonial coffee and show you around the house kind of thing? Yeah, I thought all of that was great. But do 
I think he deserves any breaks. Absolutely no. not. Yeah. All that, like he went, did, do I think that he did the right thing by going? Sure. Do I think that Trump did the right thing by not going? Absolutely. Cause yeah. you know what? Like in spite of like what all the pundits are saying about how much this harms, you know, the peaceful transfer of power and blah, blah, blah. Like Trump would have made it all about Trump. Yeah. So like, dude, everybody hates him. wasn't there. I mean, everybody just, hates him. Um, no, I mean, you're right about Pence. You're right. But I'm telling you, he did I, this I, the last couple weeks. That was it. He, that was it. And he didn't. I mean, he, there are other, you know, there's more things he could do. And he just, I don't know. I think like he, it's. Have he activated the 25th Amendment? Maybe. But. Yeah. Since but he, he didn't. Did, I just can't even like. Like, there were people calling for him to be hanged at the Capitol on the 6th, and he still wouldn't activate the 25th. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I think all that he the, that stuff that he did the last couple weeks, it was just for his like legacy. Um, and now, you know, it kind of brings us to uh, another similar situation, which is George Bush W. Now, even me, even me, like I see him now and I see these situations and immediately I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, now I fucking hated Bush in office. He did so many destructive things. He so was like he helped set the stage for Donald fucking Trump. Yeah, absolutely. And Trump was the best thing that happened to him because now his legacy is like I mean, honestly, when you think of him, I mean, obviously, some of us think a little deeper, but like what comes to mind is his relationship with Michelle Obama, his his painting. He, you know, he's really walking the line of um, moderate. I don't even know that he's really active Republican anymore. You know, he seems to have some kind of moderate choices. Uh, you know, his wife, I, I feel like his wife was pretty moderate all along and definitely more along the lines of like Democratic at this point. Laura um, and his daughters, like it's all just kind of, it really changed. It really changed his image. It really, it did the most for him. The fact oh, that we yeah. elected fucking Biff to office, like yeah. I mean, listen, when you when you do a side by side comparison, it's sort of like, oh, George W. wasn't so bad at all. He's like a soft, cuddly, cuddly teddy bear, and I, I, you know, he was just, you know, a dumb little guy who stumbled into some bad bad shit with Dick Cheney and Carl Rove and all those like terrible, terrible people. But meanwhile, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you compare him to Trump, for sure. Yeah. Like you can't do a side by side. It's it's not an apples to apples comparison. Sure. Do you Um, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt that George Bush is physically kind of adorable in that way. Like he has that kind of dummy look. Agreed. And honestly, you're 100% right. Like, his relationship with Michelle Obama doesn't help either. No, I mean, I don't want to like him. (laughs) Stop. Yes. And now when I see him, I'm like, oh. And I mean, now listen, to be fair, um, in, in, you know, when you really look at the Bush administration, uh, I really hope that there's a lot more um, study into his administration and really how that all happened and what actually happened, because it's really really fucking fascinating but you know you learn a lot about how it how how it became what it is and obviously i mean i i would i think it's safe to say that you know the person who was really calling a lot of the shots was dick cheney um 
which is so fucking weird too, considering his family and his family's house. I don't know. What regardless, and then you know the whole fucking Carl Rove thing, like. Bush would not have been who he was without Karl Rove because the whole born again, you have to like be this, you have to go, you know, like, like getting, staying in the social issues. I mean, Karl Rove is fucking worse. Like, so yeah, I don't know what Bush's, I feel like Bush's like whole, his legacy is presidency. It's also complicated and I don't know what it'll all end up being. Um, I do know that he did some really fucking horrible things, but I, there's so much of me that thinks he just wasn't at the wheel. <laughs> Agreed. But that also is part of what makes him a terrible, terrible fucking president, right? It's no, like, let's, no that's no, the thing. It's like, you can't allow like these exclusions for, well, it wasn't his fault because he wasn't the one doing the job. But, well, yeah, he kind of was supposed to be so he still gets lumped in there no Sorry. i mean he's he's one of the worst but i'm saying with the fact that carl rove and dick cheney exist but they're also not in that spotlight all the time where we you know it's really easy for me to just like when i think of carl rove or dick cheney i'm still like oh like i mean trump right now has a big chunk of my anger but like there's st- there's still some left over for that and then there's george bush and it's like yeah i know i i was horrified when he was reelected or whatever like yeah so bad but also I, I i that's my own problem that i do kind of excuse those behaviors because i know it's his fault and then i see him with michelle and i see him with and then there's this part of me that's like well if michelle likes him he can't be that bad <laughs> i mean i don't know it's 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 a really really troubling complicated legacy that's for sure and fucking donald trump saved it i'll say that yeah oh 100 percent, he did by being one gazillion percent worse, which isn't even a percentage, right? I, I mean, Trump just was... by by not just being awful about this this thing or that thing, but like being awful about all the things. I know there was this like I remember I was kind of I was going to bed the other night and I couldn't sleep and I was thinking, and I remember specifically I remember when uh, Bush was reelected. I was working with my sister at this little diner that she owned, and I was de- depressed, depressed about it, like sad, sad with capital S, fucking sad. I mean, to the point where I was like devastated almost, I would say. Um, and, and again, like I said, my reaction shocks me that I see him and I'm like, I don't even think about it, but I'm like, oh, oh, look, look, you know, and it's, there's none of that there. And then I had this horrifying fucking idea. And I know this will not make sense because it wouldn't have made sense. But what if there's somebody even worse that made Donald Trump look not too bad? Like, what would that look like? And I was like, oh, my God, fuck, things could get even worse. And it was the scariest, like, half a second realization that I ever had. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, that's not a bad realization to have because it's 100 percent the next thing that's going to happen. Right. I mean, like, that's what abusers do. They push the boundaries just a little bit over the edge. Right. And and well, you forgive them that time. So, well, I'm going to push it just a little bit more. I'm going to push it just a little bit more. I mean, that's what the fucking GOP is. Mm-hmm. It's an abusive fucking party that keeps treating America like shit and people keep still buying into it. I know the people that buy into it are the ones that are abused the hardest, too. And that is beyond me which is why 
why they deserve a certain amount of compassion, right? Except for the fact that I cannot even muster it because I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? You well, are working against your own interests. Exactly. And so much of it has to do with like bigotry. Like my friend, I think I said this a million times, but I'd still stick to it this day. My friend Gabe, who is a vet, brilliant guy, great guy. We were waiting tables one day and he said to me, he's like, you know, the, every single Republican, it does not matter. No matter what, every single Republican, the thought behind the thought behind the thought is some kind of bigotry. It doesn't have anything to do with anything else. There's no other, like when you really break it down and boil it down, it no, I don't know exactly what bigotry it is, but it's some kind of bigotry. Yeah, and, no, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, because bigotry can encompass all kinds of things, like, including bigotry against being poor, right? Yep. And I mean, yeah, yeah, a million things, but it's some kind of bigotry. It's something like, and I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, Amos has always said that I think that she thinks that the biggest difference between conservatives versus progressives is empathy you know uh conservatives just don't have as much empathy no people as as progressive people do you know like we want you know we want everybody to have health care whereas they're like ha ha i earned this money why should i pay for your health care oh my god i saw so there's this woman that um you know that used to work with my mom at her uh catering company deli you know uh she worked there part-time whatever um just like working events and stuff like that so i uh obviously i'm not gonna say her name but i i know that money was not a thing like she didn't she didn't have any you know what fuck it i don't care she's poor we're all poor i'm poor whatever but she is so fucking hateful on facebook and i deleted her and then she refriended me um friended me again and i i feel like I don't even remember that I deleted her so I accepted her from request and even think about it and then I saw some of the stuff that she like posted and one of the last things that she posted um and she kind of like kind of toys I can see that she toys with like QAnon and stuff like that she posts some things like the whole idea of like when you hit antifa.com it takes you to the web uh white house website because somebody bought antifa.com and like redirected it there and so everybody you know they're all stupid about it so um well anyway so she posted this thing that was like Listen up, snowflakes. You don't get, you don't deserve free college or free healthcare or free this or free that. And like, you know, you work for that. And there's so much of me that was like, bitch, you are fucking poor. You, we have had so many conversations about things that like you were struggling with. Like, what, why, why? I don't, is it like, that's where I wonder, like, what is it about? you that resonates so much with that party that you're allowed or that you're um, okay with posting that stuff knowing that it directly affects you and people like you the most you know yeah, and it's interesting that like generally speaking it's they've done a lot of studies about this and like it's it's interesting that like the people who are you know receiving social services of any kind whatever they are they don't feel like they are, you know, the person that is taking advantage of these things, right? But that everybody else is, I right? Mean, so it's yeah. like this weird, like, mentality of, like, oh, well, I'm getting these food assistance benefits because I need them, but you're over there taking advantage of them. So I don't want you to have that benefit but I want to keep my benefit. It's this weird fucking like, it's this us versus them mentality that we've like really like ingrained in our society that doesn't, 
doesn't make any sense because they're the them. That's what I don't get. They're the us. They're the them. Like, that's why I think it comes down to like racism. I think it comes down to things like that. Like, it's not even classism because she lives in Flint and she's like really was really struggling last time. And I, we taught, you know, I know that like there were certain things and programs and stuff. That's one of the reasons why she worked. What, you know, did what she did was because she was able to get cash for some of these events. And so I know that she used these social programs. Like it, I just, I don't get, yeah, it's so, it's, that's why I have to think that it's something more nefarious. Like, you're not a fucking, you know, I have this, I actually had this conversation the other day with somebody and we were talking about Ayn Rand and how complicated her politics are and objectivism in this. And, you know, you're not like, you're not that, you're not thinking like, oh, well, the only way that this, you know, the, the world is actually noble is if people just really work hard and take care of themselves and like, like, it's not even that kind of like nobility because you're using these programs too. I think it has to co- has to boil down to some kind of like racism or something. That's the only well, thing I can I think also, of. I don't, I mean, like, I think that might be somewhat true. I think classism definitely is in there, but also like, I just think that there's like a certain amount of psychological disconnect that happens with people in terms yeah. of, of like all of the things, right? I mean, it's like the idea that somebody would withhold healthcare from somebody else because they can't afford it is a real fucking psychological disconnect. Yeah. That is yeah, a exactly. thing to like be like, oh, I'm going to get mine and fuck you and yours. I mean, like that's not a, that's not a, a feeling of community or connectedness or unity. Yeah. And like what I'm saying is a a lot of these people, like, and I say these people because I actually have quite a few people in my life that vote this way, think this way and act this way. You know what I mean? And a lot of those people utilize social programs. They're not in positions where they're like just completely self-sufficient, you know, like they need help when they need help. That's why I keep saying, like, I, the, the, yeah, the disconnect is right. And maybe they are just thinking, I use them. Other people abuse them. But who are those other people? Like, you're fucking poor. You are those people, you know? like right. exactly. I mean, there's there's so much. And, and a lot of that has to do with propaganda that has been, like, put out there about all of this stuff. You know, I mean, like, yeah. these social programs. I mean, like, this idea that we're going towards this socialist agenda because oh my god democrat is just insanity because like when people look at what like the actual agendas are like in terms of quote-unquote socialism aka democrat like policy progressive policy like ideas it's like why are you complaining about free education? Because first of all, it's not free. Your taxes pay for it. But second of all, like, why are you complaining about everybody being afforded this opportunity? Or, or everybody you- is going to be afforded this opportunity. Like, literally everybody. So, like, where's the fucking problem? Exactly. No, or, like, raising minimum wage. Oh, my fucking God. You, you would think... The people that complain about it, it is amazing to me. The people that are complaining about it, like, oh, they, they, you know, and first of all, this whole idea of like, oh, well, 
these people deserve more money. You know, you're at McDonald's. You shouldn't get $15 an hour when paramedics are only making this. Well, no shit. But take that up with the companies. The idea of, like, just overall raising a minimum wage to a livable wage, the fact that people are, like, that have a problem with that, there has to be, it has to be ingrained in them, some kind of agenda that's just, and it's not clicking. And that's why it is so hard for me to not think that these people are fucking stupid. And now the problem with that is that that's why it's so hard for those people to not think that liberals are fucking elitist because we think right. they're stupid, you know, and it's like, it's a whole cycle. And it's so hard for me not to think them, them, you know, that they're stupid. And then it's so hard for them not to think that we're uh, out of touch and elitist. Like, it's just, but like, I'm poor, essentially. I mean, you know, I'm fine, but like, I'm poor, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like in a, I mean, I don't, I don't need any like, like really social problems, but like, I don't have money, money, but like, also, right. I, I, I hear what you're saying. You're not, I mean, like, you're poor in the sense of like, you can't do all the fucking things. And, yeah. and so, but it, I still, it can be a struggle sometimes, but I, you're yeah. also not like being threatened with eviction next week and all of that. Like, and you can still afford to eat and, yeah, so I and I mean, it, but, I mean, that's the thing. Like, working poor is a fucking thing. Working poor means something. And that's why raising the minimum wage matters, right? Oh, my fucking God. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I struggle with certain things, but I'm also not a, the, there's no part of me that's, like, going to be angry if people in a, maybe a worse position than I am or the same are, you know, a, awarded benefits. Where, where, where does that, like, how does that happen where they're all of a sudden looking at it like, well, like, like why? No, they shouldn't get that. Like because again, it's they've they've worked everything out into a zero sum game. If I get mine, then you can't possibly get yours, and that's the problem with the whole fucking like quote unquote, uh, you know, like trickle down theory of economics mm-hmm. and all of that shit that the GOP like used to put out there and I don't know if they fucking still do because they seem to only put out Trumpism but you know I mean like none of that shit actually works it's you know like wonderful in theory this is great in theory it's great in theory this idea that rich people are going to create jobs and, <laughs> yeah right and pump m- money into the economy but the th- the fact is is that the richer somebody gets the less money that they they actually pump into the economy because they don't fucking need to anymore, right? Like, they've already fucking got everything. Like, they're not the ones going out and buying fucking TVs and DVDs and, 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 and DVDs. DVDs. God. <laughs> Do those even exist anymore? <laughs> so cute and antiquated. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not the ones going out and buying these things. We yeah. are. And, and the money does not trickle down because... I mean, as we see, you know, our wages are not keeping up with the wages of the richest people in this but, country. The tops of the com- the companies are not, none of that is trickling down to us. Oh, my and that's God. And people live in so much poverty. Completely insane. And, the, and then the fact that poor people are voting to fucking, you know, make that gap even higher. Like, I'm sorry, but fucking Danny Warbucks isn't interested, like... He's not going to help you. And I also like poor people don't want to like have to worry about their taxes being taken. Like I get that because like you already don't have fucking money to go around. Right. 
But tax breaks that Republicans talk about are literally only for rich people. I can't even get into that. They don't help regular people. Like they don't trickle down. A rich person getting a tax break does not equate to more money for us. It does not equate to more people working for them. It equates to, "Mm, well, I made more money this year. I mean, what does it tell you that like most like, I don't know, again, this is going to sound super fucking like kind of douchey, but like most artists and celebrities and like people who like are more like or like have any kind of like work with like any humanitarian effort and stuff like usually vote more liberally. And then and and those people like do have money and stuff like it just and scientists and, and I don't know, I don't get it. That is why I constantly go back to the fact that it comes down to some kind of bigotry. It has to be some kind of, yeah, classism is definitely there too. Um, But I think a lot of it comes down to some kind of racism. I really do. I think it's like immigration. I think it's just people of color, like people thinking, you know, people thinking about, you know, people who might use, and they they throw around use uh, or abuse a lot for social programs, but I feel like most of them are even thinking like using social programs is abusing them. But, um, when in fact it's not like that at all, like, you know, where my family or my dad's family lived in Kentucky, uh, my dad's wife's family, rather, there were so many people on social security. There are so many people. Everybody I knew was on social security. I don't know anybody up here, like social You're programs. You're talking about disability, not Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, disability. Not so. No, but I mean, they'd get they their names for the checks they get. They honestly call them stupid checks, and they get checks for everything. You could get a fucking check for everything down there. That like, and, and the fact that they vote constantly vote against their own best interest. I mean, who cut? Who do you think cuts these social programs? And then not to mention, you know, the whole idea of like, you know. The Republicans being like friends of like coal. Well, first of all, coal is a dying industry in any regard. It doesn't matter if the you know Republican this that or that whatever. No matter what, it's just a dying industry. Second of all, I read something recently that was basically um, talking about like what happened with the coal industry under the Trump administration. The Trump administration, um, the coal industry lost 15% more revenue than it did under any other administration ever. Trump didn't follow through on any single promises in like coal country, not one. Like, hey, and they, what? I'm shocked. They really? still. He didn't follow through with a promise? Not one. Not one. It was like, wow. I, yeah, I read a whole thing on it. And they still like revere him. Like, he's like this god there. I just, and the, I mean, and I'm telling you, a lot of that, a lot of that attitude from that area, because, you know, I have a lot of family there. Like, it, it really it starts with coal because it was a huge industry, you know, you know, like again, coal is a dying industry, but it, it was the industry down there, you know, like that's where people, the only place people made money in a lot of circumstances, like, yeah, I mean, it's changing a little bit now before they didn't really, they wouldn't build there, you know, like there was, there wasn't a lot of separation of church and state and churches had a lot of control. And this whole idea of like building meant like, changing and but now things are changing a little bit so hopefully there'll be like more things like built on there and a little bit more um you know like hopefully just some more business and more jobs because coal is just it's it's dying it's it's going to yeah i mean and for good reason it's not like people are just like they just don't like 
coal or coal miners. Like, it's literally killing the planet. Exactly. But same thing. Vote for something that kills the planet. Vote for something that will shoot you right in the fucking foot. I don't get I mean, it's, yeah, it's maddening. But, you know, we do have some really amazing things to look forward to. And, in fact, Biden has already done some pretty amazing things. I need to hear it. Tell me. And so I'm just going to go over a couple because we've already just ranted so much. But uh, in terms of climate, we have rejoined the Paris Agreement. I love that. Now, that has been a bit of a kerfuffle this week. Have you heard about this? A bit, yes, but please go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, geniuses like Lauren Boebert from Colorado, who is like machine gun Barbie or wannabe, because apparently she doesn't even know how to shoot a gun or really hold a gun. At least that's my understanding. Mm-hmm. But uh, she really likes to act like she loves guns but she you know she and a bunch of other you know QAnon uh republican maga people maggot people have been you know bitching about the paris accord because it's taking their money away from their constituents and working for the people of paris as opposed to the people of the fucking world, which is really what it's about, which is curbing emissions in terms of causing global warming, right? <laughs> yes, okay. So, I mean, it's a great thing that we have rejoined the Paris Accord, the Paris Agreement, whatever it's called. And then the other thing that we did in terms of climate that was amazing that Joe Biden did was he, he uh, canceled the Keystone permit. Now, are you familiar with the Keystone Pipeline? I am, yep. Okay. So it's a 1,200-mile pipeline. It basically runs across the middle of the country, and it runs crude oil from Canada to the U.S., right? And it cuts through indigenous land, um, and it has been heavily uh, – God, what's the word I'm looking for? Jesus, I'm having a hard time with words tonight. Well, we've used a lot of words tonight, so no, I know I, I well it was protested. There's protested, been a lot of protests, yeah. Word. That was the whole word. Yeah, it publicly <laughs> protested. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that those are two really great moves that he's made so far. And uh, a couple of other moves that he's made. Um he did an executive order to promote racial equality uh in the US government. In other words, it's basically forcing the U.S. government to conduct equity assessments of all of its agencies and reallocate resources to try to move equity along. And that's kind of, I think, one of the most beautiful things about the appointments and the things that Biden has done so far. Like, the people that he's appointed, it looks like America, right? Like, Mm -hmm. all different colors and shapes and styles of people, you know, and it's, that's kind of amazing and so that kind of you know yeah goes along with that uh he ended the ban on uh u.s entry for majority muslim countries that dick face put into place within like what his first couple of months in office uh pulled funding for the border wall 
he reaffirmed DACA. He reaffirmed DACA, excuse me, the uh, Obama program that allowed, you know, children of U.S. Uh, immigrants who were undocumented. Mm-hmm. Which I actually know quite a few people that it's directly affects. So right, and so that's fucking amazing. Not, um, that that's a, not that that's the only like the reason why it matters, but I'm saying DACA is like it has such huge implications. Huge. So yeah. huge. Oh, the other thing that he did was he also ordered that uh, undocumented uh, undocumented immigrants have to be counted in the census, including the 2020 census. And okay. Trump had tried to remove them from being counted. And so he signed an executive order saying, nope, they need to be counted, which is hugely important in terms of community resources, right? Definitely. Okay, so what I focused mostly on was the things that he did for LGBTQ people, um, which have been amazing. Yes, I mean, Already, amazing. He has relaunched the White House website for LGBTQ people, right, which had been disconnected on Trump's first day in office. What a dick bag. Oh, so my God. So we now have, we can go to the LGBTQ page again, and guess what? What? The contact form allows a user to choose their pronoun. I love that. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? That's it's it's like it says volumes. The whole pronoun thing. I love the fact. I love the people that put it in their bio. So you just know. It's you just no. It's one of those small moves that can make such a big difference Huge in somebody's difference. life. And that they did that. I mean, that small detail means so much. I think. Uh, and of course, you know, they removed the the trans military ban that Trump had put in. So hurtful, yep. Super hurtful. They also, uh, you know, put an executive, he put an executive order banning discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation in federal programs, as well as federal employment. So you can no longer use somebody's sexual orientation or gender identity for a means to discriminate against them in federal employment. Which was a thing before, right? But that yeah. Trump had reversed. Um, yeah. He's been in office for, like, days. Days. Yeah, days. And he's doing everything that he can to reverse everything that Trump did, to reverse everything that Obama did. So that's wonderful. Uh, he also, oh, this, is, I, this I think is wonderful. This is not uh, LGBTQ-related per se, but I did put it under the uh, category of gender identity in general. And that is that he ordered a 90-day commission to pursue solutions to sexual assault in the military, which I thought was wonderful. Yeah. Wow. The military has a long-standing history of sexual assault and the military not taking it seriously. So they are definitely making moves to hopefully take it more seriously. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't, I actually, I'm not going to lie, I did not know that. So that just happened Yes. I know because he's been in office for 20 minutes. I fucking yeah, love this. Literally 20 minutes. I'm telling you, the air smells different. Like it's all different. It's all good. Really like, good. Things, yes. And okay, he he uh, nominated Rachel Levine as his assistant secretary of health, and if she is confirmed by the Senate, she will be the first openly transgender federal official to be uh, named to office. 
which would be amazing. Amazing. And then, of course, we've got the nomination of Pete Buttigieg, the first openly gay man, and the nomination of Corrine Jean-Pierre as deputy press secretary, who is an openly uh, lesbian black woman. So he's appointed her. So, I mean, like, he's really done, like... For I mean so in this last week I no I can't in days days. and then to top everything else off he has put in quite a few uh you know mandates in terms of COVID nineteen which is like literally killing people and taking up the majority of most people's minds right and like he's put in a bunch of like orders in terms of like trying to establish you know like a federal fucking like response to COVID-19 including you know benefit delivery teams like people who will be there to help people figure out how to get benefits well I mean suffering from COVID-19 I mean like it's amazing all of the things that he has done to show leadership in less than a week than Trump ever did. It's just fucking phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you how do you justify that? How do you justify at this point still like being fucking like sour over this or salty? Like, fuck. I, it's there's no good reason to me. None. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. And listen, I mean, the biggest biggest concern I have with the Biden presidency right now is the expectations that we as a society are going to put on him Mm -hmm. to overcorrect for our last failure. Do you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of like expectations are, I think initially expectations were sort of like, oh my God, you're just better than Trump. That's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Like just don't fucking like just, Destroy us, right? Yeah. But I think that moving further in, like, it's going to be much more like. Yeah, he really came out the gate, like, batting hard. I don't think that's the right expression, but came out the gate fast. I don't know. Whatever it is, he, yeah, like, it's uh, came out the gate swinging. That's it. Yeah. A lot. Super, so, super yeah. strong. Super fucking awesome. And that's. Amazing and wonderful, but the problem is, is that, like, I feel like our, our memories are so short, and, like, the, the amount of, like, fixing that we need as a country is incredible. Like, do you remember, like, see, that's the thing. So, let's go back to our previous conversation. George W. Bush, when he was initially you know, done with his eight years and Obama was put into office, Obama inherited a huge motherfucking mess. Yeah. And and was held accountable for that mess, which is fucked up, right? Because he didn't create the mess. George W. Bush created the mess, but Obama had to clean it up. And so the entire way through, he was held accountable for this, that, and the other thing that he didn't fucking do. And that's what I'm worried about here. Well, I mean, so this could go a couple ways. Um, 
I don't know that. Like, I get, yes, we our memory is short, considering the fact that now we all, like, again, we all look at uh, George W. Bush as, like, kind of a, like, you know, an endearing, like, old childhood friend or something. Um, when he was, like, committing war crimes and we were all, like, dis- like disgusted with his administration. But that, I mean... It was a, it was a little while ago, uh, but I Trump is just I don't I mean yeah Bush was bad but I don't know that there's anybody being quite as bad or nefarious or just gross or is like as like in your face as Trump I mean especially with like social media and stuff like that so I do feel like for a while we will just kind of be on that like. Oh, you know, just breathing a little bit of fresh air and just not having fucking like horrifying like tweets to read every single day and this. So it it could go in the way that we, you know, and again, he came out that gate swinging, all this like good stuff is getting passed. Like this could, we could rest on this for a minute. Um, and then maybe he could just really get like kind of lazy about things, you know, and it could just, we could excuse a lot of things or you're right. We could kind of critique everything you know everything because now like oh you're the savior well get to saving <laughs> and everything you do like if you're not like fucking saving us you're not doing anything you know so it's like yeah that goes- I, don't, I i i mean i respectfully disagree with you my friend my colleague my darling but there is seriously no going easy on him. It's just never going to fucking happen. On Biden? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like right. I mean, coming off of I this right here. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to happen. All right. Well, we'll kind of sit in the middle with that one because I think it could happen. I'm not saying it's going to, but I think it definitely could where I think people will be a little um, they'll make a, like a lot of. Not excuses, because I don't think it'll be bad, but yeah. I think they'll make a lot Aren't of... Are you complaining about, like, the fact that he likes Peloton, and I'm already seeing people complaining about the fact that there is the $1,400 stimulus check as opposed to the $2,000 well, stimulus check? Yeah, which, I mean, a lot of people... I'm not talking about, like, the supplement, the, the 600 that was already, like, passed, so, like... No, I know, I mean, but like, I'm not people, talking about, like, Republicans... I'm talking about like them. I'm talking about people that are in his corner already. I'm not talking about Republicans are going to say shit regardless. I'm talking about progressives. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I've seen some stuff, but it's like, listen, social media makes you see everything, you know, like, of course, if you're like scrolling on Twitter, you're going to see a million different takes. I'm saying overall, I feel like the the whole temperature could be like pretty chill with him because of, again, it's. You really don't have to do a, a lot to not be Trump, be as bad as Trump. So I think we'll both. Yeah, I'll I'll say I don't know. I don't I'm not saying it'll happen, but I think it could. That's it's really, really true. I mean, like, listen, have you have you listened to any of the Anthony Fauci uh, interviews? Since no. Trump has been out of office. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> I haven't listened to, I mean literally you know what I listen to and well, let me tell you like bad. Fauci Unleashed is the best Fauci ever like he was clearly constrained by Trump and he says as much in several of his interviews I mean he was not allowed to go on certain news shows right 
And he was not allowed to say certain things. And he did what he could to oppose the disinformation and misinformation that the Trump administration was putting out there. But like he, you know, bided his time as best he could with, you know, the constrictions that he was given. And him unleashed is fucking glorious. I highly recommend his interview on Rachel Maddow. It, it, it was last week. It is so good and so telling about who Trump was truly as a fucking leader. I mean, yeah. like, 100%. Yeah, I will. I will watch that. Maybe. You don't have to watch it. You could just listen to it. Or listen to it. There you I go. will. Yeah. Um, I like I think I like Rachel Maddow. Oh, I met her in a bar once. Nice. I met her in a bar once in Boston. Um, she used to go to this one uh, uh, Irish bar in kind of my neighborhood, and she had a thing there. Um, and uh, she was nice. Well, that's all I got. Regardless there. of how nice she is, she's fucking brilliant. I don't really care how she is in person. Oh, because I she breaks it Fuck down. that. No, I do. Mm-mm. I don't care how brilliant you are. I care how you are in person. If you're rude to like people who work in restaurants or you're just rude in general, go fuck yourself. That's all. Oh I no, I totally agree with that. I yeah. 100% no. agree with that. I didn't realize that you were talking about like working. No, I wasn't even working. I'm just saying like she was nice, like she was friendly, but like I personally fucking that matters to me. I don't care who you are or how smart you are. If you're a dick like in person, I'm done with you. I don't care about you. I just feel like that goes to like the core value of who you are. I just I just, I listen, I feel like if you're a public person, like mm-hmm. you can have moments where you're having a bad moment. And yes. Like, and I mean, I could see somebody having a bad moment and the what's behind that, but also like, and I'm not talking about like fans going up and stuff like that. I'm just talking about, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you can tell who somebody kind of is, how they are as a person. And I'm not like sensitive or anything, but if you're rude or you can even be dismissive and like, I'm busy this, but if you're rude, and again, it's just me. But if you're rude, I don't give a fuck what you think then. Like, you know, I mean, maybe if you're an expert, I'll take it for what it is. But also, like, you might be an expert, but you're still a douchebag. And so my, like, my, like, my thoughts on your opinion is, is, is not, it's not that impressive. Everything you say will be, for me, it'll be like, I don't know, like muddled, muddied by the fact that you're a douchebag. So, I mean, I agree with you in that sense, right? Like, I was just saying in general, like, listen, Rachel Maddow knows her shit. So, regardless of anything else, she knows her shit. Yeah, but like, somebody to trust in terms of information. Also, though, probably one of the reasons why she's trusting and I don't know, I feel like just being like a good and decent, nice person, not nice, I don't want to say nice, but like, again, and it depends on the situation. But in this situation, it was it was a bar and it was meant to be like she purposely did this thing in a bar, you know, like it was that kind of like, like, like and she was nice and that does make a difference if you're in a bar and you're doing something and this is like kind of a towny bar you know like if you're in a bar and you're doing something and that's kind of the purpose of it and you're a dick like i don't know i just like eh. 
There's okay. enough people out I, there. With, like, I have my opinion, and I agree with you 100%. And I think we should just get to crushes. Okay, yeah. So let's get to crushes. All right. <laughs> Nicole, I want to see your crushes, Nicole, because I don't think that you have told me a crush in like a week, and it makes me feel like you don't love me anymore as my character, Villanelle. Well, first of all, I fucking will always love Villanelle. Um, I love her, and I love that accent, and I'm also, again, for the millionth time, rewatching The Americans, so give it to me. Um... <laughs> Oh, that show's so brilliant. If you haven't watched so it, good. watch it. So yeah, good. I might have to rewatch actually. It's, That's a good it's idea. It's so rewatchable too because like it's there's so much to each episode. And I don't know why, but the fucking like theme song goes so hard. Like, you know, some theme songs are kind of annoying. There are some theme songs that are so good, and the one from the Americans, I love it. Uh, um, yeah. Okay, can we talk about some theme songs are so good that you're like, I need to know this song, have this song in my library forever. And other theme songs, you're like, I used to love that song, and now I can never listen to it again. Yeah, and then some theme songs you just skip over because it's annoying. I mean, but then, I don't know, like, most of the shows that I love, love, their theme songs are kind of part of it. Like, Gilmore Girls. Can't he, like I will never skip over the theme song for Gilmore Girls. The show Succession. Did you watch Succession? Oh, I love Succession. Okay, yeah. I love that theme song. That theme song goes so hard. I love it. Yeah, um, totally. Yes, the Americans. Like there, a lot of them. I'm just like, oh, it's part of the show. Like I'll never yeah, skip over. Great. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, so, so the one on uh, Apple with the Jennifer Aniston, the uh, Good Morning America, like. Oh, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely, yep. What is that show called? Um, the one it's Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell. Oh, the morning it's like, show. It's called yeah. the Morning Show. Uh, yeah, that theme song is excellent. So good. That show's great too. Um, I'm trying to think of theme songs I don't like, but I guess they all kind of go along with the shows, I suppose. But um, so this week I don't have a crush as much because she's a child so we don't do that but um I gotta give it up to fucking Jojo Siwa this week so if you're not familiar with her she was on Dance Moms which I didn't actually watch Dance Moms so I don't really know it um so she kind of started as like a very very young like young person on that show and then kind of grew up in the spotlight and I I guess she like grew into this like brand. So she wears like all this like really glittery, sparkly shit and like bows in her hair. And it kind of like her whole thing is like and her like it's a very dance, uh dance moms, not dance moms, but dance vibe in terms of yeah. like her aesthetic. It's a yeah. very dance, like performer aesthetic. Exactly. And it's very like high energy and like kid friendly and the whole reason why is her whole brand which is like a billion dollar brand at this point it's huge is built around it's for kids it's like it's for kids like she her her the her fans are like young kids too like my niece is six and my sister bought her tickets for jojo last year before pre-covid because now it's canceled and it they were like super big deal to go see jojo like she has like shoes and shirts and dance things and just she's a very very like 
um, recognizable person and very, I, I hate saying kid friendly because it just sounds weird, but she's very kid friendly and her whole brand is for kids. And well, this week she came out and I mean, it's fucking huge. It is, you know, because Disney and Nickelodeon, like yeah. they, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like they are, you know, I, I, I remember last year, uh, both, both Disney and Nickelodeon, um, actually spoke out for Black Lives Matter and like made like, you know, uh, social media posts and actually did like things on their, um, you know, on their uh, network and stuff. And which is good because I kind of like did check that out. I was just curious because both of those big brands, like those, um, kid focused brands, I, I'm always kind of looking out for some kind of like homophobia or racism or something, you know, like it's just when you think of like Nickelodeon and Disney and stuff, you automatically think of like, Ugh. but I mean, you know, for the most part, it seems like they've kind of embraced that, embraced what's going on and like more, be more progressive. And the JoJo coming out was just, again, I, I, first of all, I mean, it's brave for anybody to come out. Coming out is a big deal. Um, it's huge to fucking do it when you're, when you have a brand that big and your brand is like, because you, you know you're going to, no matter what, you know you're going to get a ton of hate. You know you're going to get messages like, I'm not letting my kid watch anymore, this, you know. That's really hard in general. And it's really fucking hard for a 17-year-old to think oh, about, yeah. you know. So, um, uh, she did it in a really cute way. There's, um, well, obviously, you know, I'm all over TikTok, but... There's this uh, thing on TikTok where they have, like, these things called, like, houses. I don't know. They're, like, all these, like, kind of douchey people that live in L.A. are, like, hype house. And they're all dancers or whatever. Well, there's this group of people that live in L.A. And they're all from this one Disney movie called Teen Beach, which is a huge Disney movie. I used to watch it with all my nieces and nephews. Um, it turns out about five of the main cast are actually people... Um, in the LGBT community. So they're all they're all basically gay. And they all do dances together and stuff on TikTok. And they call themselves the Pride House. So JoJo came out by doing a dance with the Pride House. Oh my god, that's adorable. <laughs> and, and I love it so much. The thing is, like, I have seen her videos before. Because, um, you know, when my niece is up, she... Like, any kid, they take your phone. The first thing any kid says to you is, like... Well, no. The first thing they say is, hi, I love you. The second thing is, can I have your phone? So, of course, you know, my niece has my phone. And she is allowed to watch TikTok, but only, like, JoJo videos and stuff like that, you know? So, we've always kind of, like, kept an eye on it. So, I definitely have seen all the JoJo videos from, like, Chloe's scrolling. Um, so, I just kind of came upon hers. And, like, even before... She has this way about her that, like, it's. I'm just gonna say, it's not the first time that people were asking, like, on her, like, comments and stuff, like, almost asking, like, JoJo, are you straight? <laughs> Basically, because she does kind of have a little bit of a vibe. But um, regardless, like, she, I mean, coming out that way and in a fun way, and like, and then doing another video about it to Born This Way by Lady Gaga, which was cute. And then she did like a, a a live message where she actually talked about it and stuff. Like it's just it's pretty bold and brave and I don't know. I think she's awesome. So I gotta give it to that Kim. Jojo. Oh, I love that. That's adorable and I love Oh, I love that, you know, I mean like, that she was able to like 
that she is able to be like kind of you know like a star and come out like on major platforms and be supported by her networks that's a fucking huge step i mean that's amazing and that's wonderful yeah and she was totally embraced too she i mean for the most part I mean, I'm sure there's hate because we all know that, like, you know yeah. that's going to happen, but, but... Either way, I mean, like, it's amazing that, like, she was able to do that that way and be supported. And also, like, Jesus fucking Christ, look how far we've come. I know. I mean, again, I know you don't know who she is. We just had this conversation. No, I But if, if you did, you would know how big of a deal of all the, like child like of all the stars and like the child she's probably the biggest at this point the biggest like i mean like i either way i think it's it's fucking amazing that this fucking 17 year old kid was able to come out in a very public way i mean that's amazing i will say the only bad thing that i read about um one thing that did happen to her uh do you know what swatted is called or what swatted is no so basically, um, you know, she did, like again, she came out on a couple social media platforms, whatever. It's a huge news story. Essentially, what it boils down to is somebody in the paparazzi calls the police on her or this household and leaves like really fucking disturbing tips and stuff so that the police will actually physically raid their house to make JoJo come out of the house. And she was actually swatted the other day. Um, I think it was like yesterday or something. I just read that on BuzzFeed not too long ago. So basically, somebody from the paparazzi calls the police or the FBI, leaves a tip so that JoJo fucking Siwa's house is raided and she has to come out so the paparazzi can get pictures. That seems so not just illegal, (laughs) but like so fucking unethical like yep how is that like i mean making a false claim to the police is definitely illegal yep and i mean apparently it's something that happens when you know celebrities if like something happens or whatever and celebrities choose to like stay inside apparently this is um not common but it has happened before so uh that's really fucked up but other than that, uh, yeah, the know, like, listen, I mean, there are lots of problems with police entities in this country that we could have a whole nother conversation with, but seriously, misusing them for that purpose seems mm-hmm. like one of the most fucked up things. Exactly. Can- I mean, yeah, definitely anybody, you should read the article on it because it shows that this does happen and it's really fucked up. And so try to not like... I don't know. Like, I mean, seriously, like there's an actual emergency happening. There's actually something going on here where police is actually needed. You know, like, well, I don't know. Somebody's being murdered or robbed or what the fuck ever. Yeah. I mean, that's... they're busy being on a SWAT for Juju BB. I don't even fucking. What are you even? What are you even fucking talking about right now? That's insane to me. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's what like she kind of said. I mean, for a 17-year-old to expose themselves that much to, like, come out on media, like, three times and then to go live and actually take questions, she did all she needs to do. She doesn't deserve... She doesn't owe anybody else anything. And the fact that, like, somebody... 
decided to, that they needed those like pictures or whatever like i don't know we just have to be careful about the like the media that we consume because those pictures are taken they're taken by any means possible and it's really fucked up and you right. can read the article about it yeah like on every time we click on those links right like we mm-hmm. help that industry yes and i'm super guilty of that so i'm sorry Same. i'm sorry media gods i will stop Same. anyway my crush this week is guess who i don't know you're literally never gonna guess oh um I might be able to guess. Hold on one second. Um, hold on. Give me a second. Champ. Yes. Oh, my God. It's Major and Champ. Wait, for real? Like, I really guessed yeah, that? Yeah, no. Actually, no. My actual crush is Michelle Obama. <laughs> You're such a dick. Okay. I am well, super excited that Major and Champ are in the fucking White House. Like, We've got two little puppies again, and one of them, well, not puppies, but uh, all dogs are puppies to me. Uh, but but isn't Major the first rescue dog ever in the White House? Yes. That's why I thought it should, was your crush, but Michelle Obama's fucking amazing, and acceptable is not the right word. She's amazing. So. And also, your guess was good, because Major and Champ totally could have been my crush. But yes, Michelle Obama, I mean, after that fucking... Oh, damn. I mean, seriously, I've always loved Michelle Obama. But that entrance the other day was like everything. Yeah. And it was one of those moments for me that like, huh, really did help me to feel like, yes, things are are different now. Things are going to be better for women, for people of color, for fucking so many of us things are going to be better because better is is coming i mean like yeah i told you i mean it's it's in the air i don't know i don't know i just feel i mean again like i said i'll be honest personally i had a pretty fucking amazing week so it's easy to see everything is kind of like better and amazing but like i Overall, I I just feel like good, good things are to come. Good things are coming. Amen, sister. Amen. Um, all right. So if people wanted to find us on social media, how would they do that? At Queerdos on Facebook. Queer Podcast on Instagram. And guess what? What? We'll be back next Tuesday. You're right about that. Um, all right, so thank you all for listening. Thanks for having this conversation about the post-inauguration. Yeah, we are sorry that this is an extra long episode, but suck it up, buttercup. No, because you know what? Yeah, good fucking things happen, and we needed to to air out the bad and talk about the good. So, um, yes, thanks for sitting We've with us. So many good things coming up. So it'll be fun. It'll be so many. So fun. All right, so uh, stay weird. Be queer. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Cunt. Cunt? (laughs) I kind of love that. I mean, that's what see you next Tuesday is, right? You've never heard that before? Yeah, you're right. You've never heard that before? No. You've never heard see you next Tuesday as cunt? No.
That's a hundred percent why I've always said, see you next Tuesday. I've never thought of that. Huh.